Hey everyone and welcome to episode 13 of the Karina Duffy Fitness Podcast. And would you believe it, it must be a lucky number 13 because I just had a look at my listens on my overall podcast and there are over 1300 listeners who listened to my podcast. So I don't even know 1300 people. So thank you so much to everyone that has tuned in so far and liked and shared and gave me some feedback. So this podcast, I wanted to talk about putting an end date on your goals why it can be a little bit of a sabotage thing to do. I have noticed this quite a lot since I started my online training, that putting an end date to a certain goal can be a little bit of a sabotage, really, especially if that goal is to be fit, healthy, more mindful of your eating, more mindful of your exercise and just for overall health in general. So within this podcast, I just want to give some tips of maybe how looking a pass your four-week plan or looking to pass your eight-week plan and looking at it as a long-term goal will benefit you more than just hopping in and out of a four-week plan because it is a lifestyle change. And that's what I encourage. I come from the holistic side of personal training and bring my beauty side into it for my beauty training. I bring my own personal um, life into it and my own personal experiences into training clients and coaching clients is that it is a long-term goal and It's not a quick fix. So within this podcast, I just maybe want to give you something else to focus on rather than an end date, because the end date can be a little bit sabotaging as well. So without further ado, let's get straight into the main part of the podcast. So a lot of things in life have an end date and a start date, like a shelf life of a carton of milk, a shelf life of an almond milk, and or we'll say, let's just say a start date to school, an end date to school, a start date of college, end date to college, start of date of an exam, end date of an exam. But there are certain things that we do not put that does not have an end date until either realistically we pass away, um, our hair growth, when is there an end to that? There's an end to it when some we don't know the end date of when our hair is going to fall out and possibly not grow back. So there are certain things we need to put an end date to. And there's certain things and goals we need to give a date to reevaluate them goals or reevaluate a certain situation. Just like when you have a contract in a job, that contract gets reevaluated every year. You have an appraisal, you get feedback on how you did and how your progress was throughout the year, and then you get rewarded either through a bonus or an up, an up or an increase in your wages. So the likes of them dates are really useful and really motivating and can build up a lot of momentum for people in the workplace, especially even for kids at home. You build up momentum where like, yes, at the end of the month, if you did all your chores and if you did all your homework correctly, got all your exams correct, yes, at the end of the month, I will reward you with something that you will like in return for your good deed and your good doing during the month. So what I've noticed this week was, especially for anyone who has started week phase one of my online training or someone who has come, especially September is a busy period for people starting fitness, is that the first four weeks, the momentum is really good. The motivation is really good. And then from week four onwards, it kind of dies down a little bit. It's like as if people put an end date to their goal. So they've signed up for September, they've signed up for October, they've, especially September, the last month gone, you they worked really hard, the momentum was really good, the focus was clear, direct, they knew what they were doing with their workouts, their food, then they got the results and week five the momentum went and they dropped off a little bit. I do fully believe that this is because we put an end date to a goal in mind. We put an end date to, I want to lose as much weight as I can. Now, 
I understand why we have to put a little bit of an end date to a certain goal because it's very hard to keep the focus for more than four weeks on a certain thing. But what about instead of putting putting an end date to your goal or an end date to your fat loss or an end date to wanting to feel better or to change old habits? Now, I've, I'm repeating all myself over again when I say this, but it takes 60 days to create a habit and 60 days to break one. Look, that's the University of London's strategy and all of this, and that's their facts, and that's what they've come up with. So four weeks is not enough in order to change your habits, in order to change your lifestyle up completely, to give it an overall haul that you really want to do. But four weeks is a good starting point, and it's a good starting point for you to be able to go, okay, I'm going to give it my all for four weeks, and then I'm going to reevaluate my goal after four weeks. So this is what you need to be saying to yourself. You need to be saying to yourself, my first four weeks, phase one of me to being healthy and a new you and a new me is, okay, I'm going to give myself a chance for the first four weeks to give myself the best possible chance I can. Maybe not go out on a few nights out, maybe just reevaluate certain drinks that I'm drinking on a night out, maybe reevaluate certain social occasions that I don't really need to go to, and maybe reevaluate my whole shopping, my food, my drink. Mm-hmm. That's what the first four weeks is all about, and that's what I encourage people to do, is to really look at their lives in kind of reevaluate certain areas of their life that they that and open yourself up because sometimes we don't see past our own nose. So like I could be passing the same piece of dirt on the floor every day, all day, and I wouldn't notice that piece of dirt on the floor. But someone new coming into my house might go, oh, did you know that you had that dirt piece of dirt in your floor? And I'd be like, oh, I didn't even see that. So sometimes when you're doing the same things over and over again every day, you don't realize that you could be doing something better or you don't realize that maybe what you're doing and the habits that you're doing every day and the routine that you're doing every day is not supporting you and, and, and how you want to feel. So within the first four weeks of starting any new plan, regardless if it's fitness, lifestyle or even in a relationship with somebody, is to sit back and kind of look of how look at how you do things. Look at how you operate your day-to-day life. Look at how you operate your home. Look at your living space. Is it all cluttered? Are you jumping over boxes, getting into your bed? Is, are you constantly putting off cleaning your house? Are you constantly putting off and not doing? That's what I really get people to focus on the first four weeks of starting a fitness program with me and a, a complete lifestyle overhaul change is maybe start looking from within your surroundings. It like, that's what it should be all about it's stages the first four weeks is maybe it's realization to stuff realization that yeah my house was disorganized which in return my kitchen and my cupboards and my food presses and my my fridge was disorganized I didn't know what food I had I kept on buying stuff tins of food were going out at the sell-by date because I was not organized so for the first four weeks I do urge people to Maybe take a look deeper into your surroundings, your household, your cupboards, give them a clean out, see what you have, see what's not working for you in your presses and in your fridges and kind of go with that as well. Things, your desk surroundings in your job, is it cluttered? Are you giving yourself enough space? And then you can start looking into your food and getting a nice routine going on with your fitness, your workouts, finding workouts that you like that ignite the fire in your belly, that make you feel good, that supports you and your goal. So the first four weeks are only really just kind of decluttering your life and getting into a routine. 
Then after that, the following weeks to come is like phase two, as I call it, which is week five to eight to the end of eight week. Then you can start really focusing on building strength, really focusing on your workouts, really focusing on "Mm, what foods kind of do I like here or what foods do I dislike? What foods are just not making me feel good? And maybe what foods are upsetting my tummy? So because I've been at this for years, I do forget that it has taken me this long. I'm 10 years in the fitness, mindful of what I was eating, not to the point where I was at at an eating disorder or anything like that. Now, I was very fussy as a kid, but I always had a keen interest in how other people were doing things. And if I saw a super fit person, I would always watch to see what they were eating. And obviously, if they were eating a certain food, maybe I would try that because it might make me look like them or make me have their energy or it might help me get their energy that they have. So... You can always look to people for inspiration. You can always look to people for guidance in the right direction. You can always look at people that you admire and that you kind of like to have a little bit of their lifestyle and wonder what how they're doing it and maybe try copy them a little bit. If it works for you, it works for you. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But definitely putting an end date on a goal, especially a goal that's there for the long haul and that's going to be there for life is kind of setting yourself up for failure straight away. If you need to give yourself stages and give yourself dates of each stage so you can really work hard to that stage and then maybe give yourself a little bit of a reward, go away for the weekend, go out for the night, buy yourself some nice clothes, seems they fit a bit smaller now after your first phase, four weeks of working hard. Give yourself a little bit of leeway and make sure you insert this relax time into your plan that you just don't give yourself an end date four weeks of you improving yourself and being a better version of you and maybe going off doing a bit of shopping getting a spa day going out with your friends getting afternoon tea whatever it may be if you like alcohol maybe going out on a little bit of a boozy lunch with your girlfriends or your partner and then know that after this little break that you are back on the bandwagon again and you're going to improve on the good habits that you just implemented in the last four weeks. And that is what you're doing every few weeks is improving on the good habits that you've already put in place. Now, this can be in a new relationship. This can be in your food. This can be in your home. If you don't like the way things are operating in your home and it's really stressful, like I've been there, I've done that. So I had to do a real overall haul of how I ran my household with my kids because I was just stressing myself out all the time constantly banging my head at the wall nobody was listening to me nobody was listening to me because I was shouting all the time so I had to do an overall haul and an overall kind of clear out and reset the good habits in the home like so this has been a long process for me down through the years where I'd look at an area in my life and if I wasn't happy with that certain area in my life, I would try and improve on that. I would, if it was, we'll say, for instance, a relationship, I would try and improve in that relationship by learning things myself that maybe what am I doing wrong in this relationship? Maybe if we can talk and maybe come to an agreement of what's going wrong, maybe we can try solve it. And um, Sometimes certain relationships weren't solvable and that's fine too. Um, if it's in your food or your exercise, if you're going to a gym that's just not working for you, is it that you just don't love the workouts that much or is it, do you have to look inside you and look inside to see what's blocking you from doing the best you can in the gym? For me, if I go to a gym or I go to a class and it's just not what I like and it's not giving me a fire in my belly to go again, 
First of all, I look and go, hold on, is it me? Is it that I just don't like the people I'm surrounded with? Or is it just I couldn't be arsed? <laughs> so I always look first. And generally, if it's a place, there's only one gym I can think of that I just don't particularly like going to because I just don't like it. I don't like the classes. I don't like the fact that you have to queue for a lot of things. And I'll, I won't sign up to that gym again. But you have to try and you have to try new things. And I always empower my clients and I always say to them, listen, you might be training with me online, either through a plan at home or in the gym, but it's always good to try new things. Try a yoga class, try a boxercise class, try Les Mills class, try something else that you that might ignite your fire and that might give you a little bit of fire in your belly to go, oh, I like this. Oh, I'll do this again next week. So you need to love it as well. Yes, weights are addictive to, at the beginning and cardio is very addictive as well. But at the same time, you will get bored of those two things. So you need to find something else. So by putting an end date of a four-week plan or an eight-week plan or a 12-week plan, you're setting yourself up for failure straight away. So I would, if your concentration span is like three weeks, four weeks, I'd always advise to give it four weeks then. Book a night away, book something, relax, enjoy it and have the date ready to get back on track again and improve on what you've just learned. And you can never learn enough. Every day is a school day. I am still 100% learning about life, food, fitness, relationships, family, What's the best way to conduct a situation in the household, in the workplace? It's all learning, but you have to open yourself up to that learning and open yourself up to, okay, I can only give a certain amount of energy to a certain thing for four weeks, which is fine. And then after that, you can only improve on it, but you mightn't have all of that time or energy to put back into the next few weeks, but you're kind of chipping away at it and it's like watering a plant. You're going to give it enough time and you're going to give it enough space and you're going to give it enough you enough to learn in that particular area that you can continue to grow so you can't just buy a plant and water a plant for four weeks and then leave it there and expect it to survive by itself but you can plant a seed and you can let the seed grow to a certain point where if you forgot to water it for a day it's not going to die but you the next day you're like oh yes I need to water that plant you're the exact same. It's like planting a new seed and you have to give it the time and the space and the love and the attention for it to manifest and grow first. And for me, that's for my guys online. That's for the guys in the classes. You need to give something a chance first and you need to be willing to learn and to be open to learn new things and new challenges. And then after four weeks, you're in a good space then that you can go, okay, now I have a good foundation learned and now I can work and improve on this good foundation. So yeah, it's always good maybe to put a little bit of a date on start, the starting foundations and then build on it and mm -hmm. treat getting healthy and treat an overall lifestyle change like you would starting a new job that you know you're going to be in for life and that you know every year you're going to get an appraisal, you want to do really good, you want to get more money, so you want to get more an increase in your income. So you're going to do and you're going to reach your targets and you're going to just kind of make you happy that you're doing the right thing in your job that's going to in return give you a return and a higher income a better appraisal and maybe even a higher position within your business or within your company or within your job so why not do that with your body and why not do that with your mind and your mental health is keep on improving get the foundations right first and the foundations as I always speak about is get to know what calories you need to be eating in order 
to reach your goal, whether your goal is fat loss or muscle tone. It's like having a car and not knowing how much petrol or diesel to put into the fuel, to put into the car in order to be able to go from A to B in your journey. It's ridiculous. So as humans, we have a responsibility to know how much food we need to consume every day just to stay alive. And that's your basic BMR, um, your basal metabolic rate. That's the basic foods that you need in order to keep the blood pumping around your body to just to lie down the couch all day, you need a certain amount of food. So it's up to us as humans to have a responsibility of how much we need to exactly eat in order to stay alive, how much we need to eat extra in order then to keep our daily movements going, which is our tea, our, do, our daily total, or sorry, our total daily um, energy expenditure. So that's how I calculate all my clients' needs calorie needs is look at their total expenditure in your expenditure in and your expenditure out and then get a total calories depending on their goals whether it's fat loss maintain or muscle gain then after that at least when you have a starting point you can make you can be responsible then to go okay if i stick within we'll say 1800 calories per day for fat loss which is quite a lot if you really know your if you really get into your calories and get into what foods you like what foods are higher in calories that you don't particularly like but you eat out of boredom so it's really valuable to count your calories or use a food tracker so you can be more aware and educate educate yourself a little on what calories are in certain foods so you can make a better choice that would be the first protocol then it's up to you as a responsibility to you when you kind of have a fair idea of what calories are in what, whether it be a bread bap, whether it be a wrap, whether it be a piece of fruit, piece of fish, piece of chicken, Indian takeaway. It's up to you and your responsibility to get them calories on a food tracking system or else on recipe books that I have three recipe books that are all calorie counted and they're all calories out. The calories are there per serving. So all this information is out there, but it's up to you to educate yourself. There's only so much a trainer and a coach and a nutritionist and a dietitian or anyone in the profession that's there to help you. There's only so much they can do. They'll provide you with the tools, but it's up to you to use the tools and it's up to you to use what tools are going to support you and your goal. People sometimes think when they sign up to um, a coach, personal trainer, nutritionist, a dietitian, that we're going to do the work for you. We cannot do the work for you. We can guide you, give you the tools to put in your toolbox, but it's up to you as how you're going to use them tools when you go home. For instance, I had a client here today and she was saying her friend's going to a personal trainer for the last 12 months and she has actually put on a lot of weight. Okay, there's two or three scenarios that could be happening here. Either she wants to put on weight, as in muscle mass, and she's eating more calories than what her body needs to survive. Either two, she's paying a personal trainer um, just to train her and the hopes that because I'm paying this trainer that he's going to give me the bodies off my dreams by just clicking his fingers. And she's going home doing what she wants, eating what she wants. And the third one is she's not monitoring her calories in. Simple as that. She's not been mindful and she's not educating herself enough to get more educated on what's going to support her as in get the right tools look at the right books get the right recipes start researching what she likes start researching what takeaways are the least calories start researching what drinks are the least calories just google pink gin and soda 
get the drink that you love it's up to you to google that and put it into your food tracker get the calories version go okay maybe i might only have a few of them drinks this weekend because they're quite high in calories so it's up to you to research and find out what's going to best fit into your calories and that's what a first initial phase or initial four weeks or initial eight or 12 weeks is all about when you start a new plan of any sort for any time or for the first time it's you will be provided with a certain amount of tools, but there's a lot of stuff that you have to research yourself. It's like when you start a job. Um, okay, you get your initial training and obviously the management team and everybody, your team is there to help you in any questions that you need to ask. But if you're asking the same questions over and over again and getting, this, and getting the same answer, but you're not happy with that, look for it yourself. Like simple as that. So the first four weeks, it is hard to put... So when you put an end date on something, you are setting yourself up for failure that when the four weeks stop, your results are going to stop and you're going to go back to what you've put on. Uh, You're going to put the weight back on, you're going to put the inches back on. And that does happen when people put an end date to something. So the advice I suppose I'm giving is if you've started something new, whether it's fitness, whether it's eating healthy, whether it's a new job, whether it's a new relationship, um, you need to decide in the first few weeks that are you repeating old habits and you're stopping and you're starting and you're you're going really hard for a few days and then you're stopping because you couldn't be bothered or you couldn't be bothered putting the energy into learning something new. You couldn't be bothered, if it's a new relationship, you couldn't be bothered putting the energy into a new relationship, wondering what they like, what they dislike, what I like, listening to you and you mightn't like what they said and did things like that. If you start a new gym, looking to see is it actually the gym or is it actually you that you're not actually being more positive about it and more open to change in order and changes in putting yourself out there into a class putting yourself out there asking people about machines putting yourself out there asking someone like the likes of me to give you a hand give you a plan for the gym give you some direction guidance like is it you repeating old habits that you think that I'll just do this because it's not going to work anyway I'll get results and I'll go back again so if you're setting yourself up for failure with an end date if you're setting yourself up for failure going oh it doesn't ever works after four weeks anyway you're setting yourself up giving yourself bad vibes already before you even have started the plan so my advice would be because I want to keep this podcast fairly short is never give yourself an end date for a goal that's a lifetime thing a lifestyle change a lifestyle of learning, a lifestyle of trying new workouts, a lifestyle of getting stronger, getting fitter, maybe lacking off on your fitness and restart rejigging again and getting stronger again. So never give yourself an end date, just give yourself little mini goals that you can work towards, whether it's a night away, a weekend away with the girls, a night out, um, booking into a 5k, booking a 10k, gathering a group together and doing a mountain hike, setting dates and planning those dates in advance is exactly like starting a new job and you have a year's contract and you have to work your ass off within that year or else you're going to lose your job. Your fitness level is the same. Your fat loss level, your building muscle is the same. You need to chip away every day at it, not to give all your focus to it, 100% of your focus to it because that's going to lead to burnout and it's going to lead to being sick of that thing and you're just going to be bored. Just give a certain percentage of your day to your food, to your workout, like one hour workout a day is 4% of your day. Yeah. If you did two hours prep a week for food, which is an hour Sunday and an hour on Wednesday, 4% of your day on Sunday and 4% of your day on Wednesday. 
It is nothing. Think about that. So that's been prepared. And once you're prepared going into a plan that doesn't have an end date, but may have little mini goals in between where you're going to relax, chill out, maybe take a break and go back on again. That's the success in fat loss, the success in weight loss, the success in building muscle, changing your body shape and changing your mental health for the good is setting yourself up and having the tools there ready to go in your toolbox that you can pull them tools out and use them when you need them, i.e. prepping your food, i.e. having your classes booked in, i.e. knowing what days of the week you're going to work out. Obviously, if that day doesn't work out for any reason at all, that you're late getting the gym or anything like that, that you have a backup plan, that you know, okay, if I don't make it this day, but I am going to 100% try, at least I know I can do it again on Saturday. So, You need to have the tools in your toolbox ready at the start of the week and build on that toolbox as the weeks are going by and the months are going by. You're building on that toolbox. You're getting faster using your tools. You're getting faster prepping your food. You're getting faster with your workouts, stronger, changing them up. It's not becoming a chore anymore. You love it because it's fitting into your lifestyle and you're not giving that much energy to it now because it's nearly automatic and you're just doing it like you would breathing and going to bed and brushing your teeth and all that. So... Rather than putting an end date on goals, especially fitness and food and fat loss, muscle gain, changing your body shape, all that. Give yourself many little goals in between of things that you enjoy and little bonuses in between that reward yourself for doing a good job. And that definitely reward yourself at the end of the year if you've worked bloody hard on your body and you've lost a lot of weight, you're going to book a holiday, a holiday to show that bod off. And that would be your massive goal at the end of the year. That's your appraisal to yourself. So I hope this podcast helped guys, um, helps you guys, because I know sometimes I would have put an end date to certain things in the past, especially fitness related, gym related. And it just didn't set me up for success. It set me up for failure. Um, So book things. Let me know online what you've booked Give me a message, give me a DM, say, Karina, I've booked a 5K, Karina, I've booked a 10K, Karina, I've booked a mini holiday, Karina, I've booked a night away in a hotel to a spa that I'm going to wear a swimsuit for the first time. It's these little wins that are going to keep the momentum going. It's not motivation. Motivation does not keep you going. It's the momentum of little wins every week, every month, every year. Um, little wins, going into a swimsuit for the first time, down a dress size, and um, being able to go to a certain shop and go in and shop easily, knowing that the clothes are going to fit you and that you're not going to be embarrassed if nothing fits you in the shop. So it's little wins and momentums all the time, but it's up to you guys. I, as a personal trainer, or if you're going to a dietitian, if you're going to a life coach, if you're going to anybody, they cannot sit with you at home in your house. And why? why would we? We can give you the tools, but it's up to you and how you're going to use the tools wisely in your toolbox and work on building them tools and getting faster using them as well. So, guys, I am going to go. And if you enjoy my podcast, um, always give me a shout or even just come and say hi on my Instagram pages, Facebook pages, Karina Duffy Fitness. And also, I always have to kind of give a little bit of a plug at the end. I do have my online training open worldwide on my app, Karina Duffy Fitness, K-O-R-I-N-A, which is downloadable on Google Play. If you're Apple or use any Apple products, you need to give me um, a DM on Instagram or Facebook or email me at hello at karinaduffyfitness.com and I will send you over all the information to so give you tools for your toolbox so you can go about get hitting your little mini goals all the time. So that's it guys. As always, thanks so much for listening. I really do appreciate the love and support and the feedback that I get of people because 
I love doing this and I will continue doing this. Even if sometimes I think nobody's listening, I will still continue doing this because um, I just love doing it and love giving free information to people that has helped me, my clients, and just hopefully have other people as well who actually maybe can't afford to join a gym or join an online program or something like that. And if that's the case, you need to get onto YouTube, press play on a workout video and do it for free at home. Honestly, you can. It's up to you how badly you want it as well. Anyway, guys, have a great day and we'll chat soon.